Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and directed by James Cameron. This was a listener request from Skylar. She sent in a nice email, so thank you very much. And it's Dudes on Demand, so we are doing your requests now, before we talk about this movie, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched a, a German film from 1974 called Ali, Fear Eats the Soul. I've heard of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got around to it because uh, Filmstruck was running it, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's as good as advertised. It's uh, a very thoughtful picture, and mm-hmm. um, everyone should see it. All right. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. What's it about? Um, Muhammad Ali? It's not about Muhammad Ali. <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, it's not a biopic. <laughs> Isn't Will Smith in that one? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's Will Smith in a Werner, in, in a Fassbender picture. <laughs> That'd be yeah. interesting. It would certainly be interesting. If Fassbender had lived long enough, we would have gotten one. That'd be... Oh, man. But, uh, Talk about a wish list. I know. Okay. <laughs> this one is about like a... a a, a worker who, someone who comes from Morocco, um, a, he's an immigrant worker, and mm-hmm. he falls in love, unlikely, with a sixty-year-old German woman. Yep. And um, like the, the the movie is pretty much like uh, looking at the re- how the rest of society reacts to their relationship. Yeah, I think Roger Ebert has this in his hundred films you must see. Yes. Yeah. So everybody watch that one. Yep. I haven't seen it, so I got to catch up. Oh yeah. Um, I watched Dunkirk. Uh, have you seen it yet, Dave? <sighs> yes, I have. Okay. I thought it was okay. I was kind of bored. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of bored by it. You were bored by Dunkirk? I guess so. Okay. I don't know why. All Maybe right. it wasn't what I expected it mm. to be, so I was kind of bored by it. Okay. Not a bad movie. Yeah. But I I wasn't impressed as much as I thought I'd be. Maybe I had too high of expectations or something. That's I possible. don't know. Yeah. But uh, not a bad movie, just... Bad timing, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. We'll talk about it uh, when we do our award show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. In a few months for our Oscar show, guys. Yeah, so there's a preview. <laughs> maybe I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah, I, I think you yeah, will. Maybe I'll do that. It's only 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I don't like it, because it's not like a three-hour Christopher Nolan film. It was only an hour and a half. I was like, wait a minute. Something's <laughs> I, wrong here. <laughs> I, I paid for a war epic here, and you gave right. me 90 minutes of footage? Right. Come on, Christopher Nolan. Right. We know you can do more. <laughs> yes. Everyone does. Yes, of course. Anyway, so that's what I've been watching. Now let's talk about Terminator 2, Dave. Mm-hmm. This is a long movie. So. Oh, it sure is. I didn't realize how long this was yeah. until like I looked it up. I was like, shit. I know. How much? How many days have I spent watching this movie as exactly. a kid? I, I know. <laughs> it, it, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway, why don't you give everyone a synopsis? All right. So the <laughs> synopsis of Terminator 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> this is a sequel, of course, to the original Terminator film. Um, you have... Uh, it's now, um, the, the future has come to pass as was foretold in the Terminator, and uh, Skynet has become yep. self-aware mm-hmm. and has now waged war on the human race. And it is now, and there's a, been a human resistance that has uh, sprung up, led by John Connor, and Connor has sent a Terminator back to his uh, childhood days to protect him from a Terminator that Skynet has sent back to kill him. Mm-hmm. The Terminator that he hired is the same model that originally was going after his mother in the original film. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the one that Skynet sent back is the more advanced T-1000 model. Oh, yeah. The Robert Patrick version. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, the more <laughs> live, athletic, um, you know, yeah, slender model. You know one thing? when I, Everyone who's listening to this has probably seen this movie and A knows everything times. about it. Yeah. So there's your synopsis. Yeah. Robots fighting from the future to save people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more to it than that, but yeah. 
Um, Robert Patrick's so scrawny compared to Arnold. I know. Yet he's just as powerful and more powerful. So it all when even when I was a kid, I was like, "How is he mo- like bashing Arnold through the wall and beating him? You can't beat Arnold. He's too big." <laughs> but I guess the the thought that he's a superior, more advanced model never uh, affected me as a kid. It was you, just you don't, like, yeah, this little scrawny dude's beating Arnold. That's weird. And yeah, maybe when you're older, you're looking at it going, okay, I, I, I sort of understand the whole thing of like, if you're, if you're six feet tall, like Robert Patrick, and mm-hmm. you're very slender, and uh, you can run really fast, mm-hmm. that's a good place to be in life. Do you think that's how he you know? got the job, that run? I mean, well, the, the run was part of it, yeah, because the, the, the run is as gorgeous as Tom Cruise is running. Oh, dude, you yeah, know? there you um, go. I mean, he, he has, like, real sprinter speed, and real. he looks like Usain Bolt when he's running through those parking garages. <laughs> he does. What if he transformed into Usain Bolt? Was it the... <laughs> if he, like, took off his shoes and, like, yeah, know, right. with the fire extinguisher at the end of the, the thing? <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. He'd have to touch him, though, right? Yes, that's one would. of the properties. He has to touch something to be yes, able to turn that, into exactly, it. Exactly, yes. Okay. Um, but but the whole thing of, like, <laughs> like, like being that way and, like, being in that kind of shape, yeah. it's like, if you were that way in real life, that's a great thing to have. And, like, I can under... I, but I still know what you're saying about... I mean, whenever whenever he, he grabs Arnold and, like, throws yeah. him through the Galleria uh-huh. with those judo throws, uh-huh. um, it's 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 props to Arnold for, like, selling those moves. Oh, yeah, because, you know, he's the one moving around. Exactly. Robert Patrick ain't budging him. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he has to actually, you know, be on the, on the, on the defensive with uh-huh. that stuff. And it's an interesting way of, like, if you were doing a wrestling show and you were booking this, <laughs> yes. how are you making the, the more slender man the heel? Uh you know, yeah. it, it's, oh. it's tough to it's tough to get your head around. You well, know, but in this case, it works. Mm-hmm. He's got the new flashy moves, I guess. I guess so. That's so what yeah. It is. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> how many times have you seen this movie? Oh man, um, it's it's in the twenties. I'm sure. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, mm-hmm. I I wore out the VHS. Yes. You know. <laughs> so, yes, of course. Um. Anyway, the movie opens with the the future, which we've heard about in the first film, uh, which I thought it's cool. It's like this war scenario. Yeah. And it's like. They didn't need to show what they show in this sequence for the movie. No. They could have just said, oh, there's a war. Let's send them back. But they got full-on giant robots fighting and all the skeleton warriors. You know? Yeah. Those are cool. I know. Um, is all this practical effects besides T-1000? Um, in this sequence, I think it is. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, these are just reg- real robots. So it's showing the future war with lasers and everyone dying and mm-hmm. then that John Connor uh, as an older man yes. sending back you know, a Terminator, I guess. Right. So we cut to Arnold arriving in, uh, well, I don't know what's the order of events is. is here, but we see Arnold's butt show up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he goes into that biker bar to get clothes, boots, and a motorcycle. Uh-huh. God, I love this sequence. He walks in naked. Yeah. And there's one lady who looks at him and she goes, Ugh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> most God. of most of the people like in the in the thing, because you're seeing it from Terminator Vision, and that they're all they're all looking at him either in disbelief or kind of like desire. Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. And the one lady just does go, Wow, wow. You know, like Yeah, the the waitress with, yes. the, with the Bud Light on yes. her thing. <laughs> and it's like I, I I I've always thought this, but on this viewing too, I'm just like, why are they naked? What do they really need to be naked That's when they That's kind of what I was thinking, like well, they explain it like they can't. They can only send organic material through, so that's why they don't send like laser guns and shit. Oh yeah, or like okay, mega yeah. nukes or that's something. Right. That's right. And I guess because the 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 flesh is living around the metal, right. That it you know it can send it in. True. I mean, why okay. don't you wrap a gun in flesh? 
But, come it, on, James Cameron. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can just say anything you wanted. That's the, right. that's the thing. And that's the problem with time travel movies. Yes. It's like it's kind of you just kind of make it up and you accept it for face value. Like, right. It, you can't really make sense of it all. No. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's always like, like they say in this movie, it's fate or not. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't really explain yourself through this. And it's 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 kind of the problem of 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 whether of any time travel movie is that like when does the when does the stuff stop perpetuating? I yeah, mean, like like how many more times does this have to go down? Exactly. It's like well, okay, so in relativity, wouldn't this all be happening all the time, no matter what? Yes. Like, well, why don't you just send back another robot now? Because this is diff- and that's how there's more movies. I get, I just keep doing it. I know, right? <laughs> Aren't they going to learn that it's not working? <laughs> well, I, I guess if, if, they, if they, if the filmmakers themselves have understood the flaw in the system, then yeah, that's a perfect out for more sequels. There you go. It's just, you know, this is never going to end. I like how Bill and Ted handles it. They're just talking like, well, later I'll come back and put a gun here. And then it pops up. It's the perfect way Isn't to that handle cool? it. Yeah. If, if, if Robert Patrick had pulled a Ted and said, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll steal my dad's keys and leave him here. You know, then garbage can. Remember a garbage yes, can. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was me who stole my dad's keys that's great yes uh, we, we will talk about that movie exactly hang out yeah <laughs> anyway uh so he beats up that dude gets his clothes boots a motorcycle mm-hmm. and then he goes after john connor yeah. played by edward furlong yeah excuse me edward furlong very young he's a younger than i remembered in this movie he's supposed to be 10 years old even though the actor himself is about 14 and he well, he be, looks ten, and he looks ten, yeah. and he talks like he's ten, and he's um, like I remember when I first saw it, I thought that his performance in certain scenes was a little grating, mm-hmm. and I still feel that way. You know, like all these years. What later. about it? Whiny or yes, like the, the the whiny stuff? Um, the all the the when he's teaching Arnold about about you know how to how to behave like a human being, he's teaching him idioms, how to cuss people out. And yes, stuff. Yeah. yes, hasta la vista, baby, mm-hmm. and and you know later dickwad and all that crap. <laughs> I, I, I don't like his delivery. Or you can use combinations. <laughs> yes, combinations. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> what does he say? Check it out, dickwad or something? I forget what he it, says. It's, oh. it's later dickwad. <laughs> it, it, I don't, uh, I, yeah, I can't remember exactly which, which is the thing that Arnold comes up with, but I remember um, feeling in 1991 that I wanted to play John Connor because I would have been exactly right age. Me too. You know, and I, <laughs> I, I felt I would have been better than Eddie Furlong. Maybe. You know, at, at least in the scenes where he sucked. Yeah. Which, you know, like I... He, he, he's not he's not horrible throughout this whole movie. There's just a couple of times, you know, when watching it where I, I just go, man, I would have nailed that. You would have knocked it out. Yes. He doesn't bother me in really any way. Really? I don't know. I think he's OK in all of it. OK. I mean, he is. He can be whiny. Yeah. And grating. Yes. Like you said. Yes. But it doesn't really bother me. Maybe it's because I grew up watching the movie. OK. And it, it never bothered me as a younger person. So mm. I don't know. But I think he is really good in some scenes. Like, I do too. It's like the end. I think he's really good right. when Arnold has to be lowered, and you know, here's a guy who's basically his father figure in the movie has to sacrifice himself, and he's yeah. never gonna see him again, right? Until the future, I guess, when he tries to kill him, and then uh, something else from future happens. I don't know. I have never seen Whatever. the other sequels, so I don't know. Me neither. The Christian Bale one. Never I, saw that I, one. I, I never saw it. <laughs> All I know about is Christian Bale's on-set rant. I don't know anything else about the movie. I think that's the best part about the movie, actually. It's the only thing that survived, <laughs> you know, is is Christian Bale being a prima donna on set. Uh-huh. But yeah, when he first, like, encounters the Terminator, he's established, uh, I'm sorry, I'm saying he, um, I'm talking about Eddie Furlong's character, mm-hmm. John Connor. He is um, 
like hanging out with his friend, uh, played by Danny Cooksey, a.k.a. Yeah. Bobby Budnick. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they're going to the mall and they're doing like uh, computer magic to like, you know, hack an ATM, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I, I don't. Which they use later to yes. hack the most advanced security system on the planet. Tech Cyberdyne's, you know, <laughs> computer system. You're not pulling out 300 bucks here. You're, you're, I mean, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I can't. And he says that his mom taught him how to do it, which whatever, I guess. That uh, makes sense because she has been training him his whole life to yeah. be resourceful and mm-hmm. like not trust anyone and do this kind of stuff. Right. So it makes sense he can do it. Right. But uh, he can't hack Cyberdyne systems, you know? <laughs> <No>. like. <that. laughs> Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and meanwhile, while, while him and his him and him and uh, Danny Cooks are going to the mall, they're they're, they're being tracked by both Arnold the the T eight hundred, the Terminator, and also um, the T one thousand, who has come back in time in much the same manner, yeah. nude. Yep. Um, you get all kinds of cheeks here. Yes, you, you're seeing Robert Patrick's. You know, uh, <laughs> you see both Patrick's sculpted <laughs> butt cheeks. That guy swims. I mean, yes, like. <laughs> yes, he, he he's he's amazing looking. They both look like a million bucks yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, and they're, 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 they're going through this Galleria and they're pursuing John Connor for different mm-hmm, reasons. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when they're going to the mall, they're riding that dirt bike and listening to Guns N' Roses. I know. And I just want to do that. <laughs> that just sounds like this is the best day ever. It's going to the Galleria with a pocket full of quarters <sighs> and fucking Guns N' Roses playing on your motorcycle. There you go. I mean, riding a dirt bike through canals. Can you yeah, ever dude. imagine anything that cool? I, as a as a fourteen year old, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, I, I <laughs> it, it it was it was you're right about it just being a perfect day. Yeah, like like something you can only imagine and fantasize about. And it's it's only something you can do in 1991. Of also. course, <laughs> of course, because like like when they get to that arcade, I'm looking at all the games and everything. Like I, I'm not sure which one uh, Eddie Furlong is playing, but Rampage is over his shoulder. Uh huh. Yeah. And I played the hell out of Rampage. Rampage and I'm is just great. Like, like looking at it, going, man. I, I want that world back, and and it's never going to be. Have you seen the trailer for the Rampage movie? Yes, I have. It looks terrible. Yes. Um, <laughs> it looks nothing like the video game. Yeah, anyway. And, uh, yeah, right. That sucks. Yeah. But yeah, they, this chase, uh, when T-1000 gets his uh, Mack truck, yeah. like, and he oh. chases him through the L.A. River right. or whatever they're in, God, that's good. I mean, when when the truck goes over, like the the it's it's on the yeah. overpass and yeah. it looks like it's it's running out of real estate, and then it just keeps going. Yep. Wow, that's and an then, awesome and, shot. And Arnold rides that Harley ramps down into there. Yeah, like, dude, like that's a real dude who made that jump. I know. You can see it. I know. I mean, it's a dude who looks like Dolph Lundgren, but it's not. <laughs> it's not Arnold. It's some stunt man. But man. It's definitely like I mean, <laughs> the stunt man is so bad compared to like. If you pause it and look, you're like, wow, that is not even close. No, it's not. The guy looks like Keith Hernandez. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's supposed to be the, the T-800. But you're right about it being a real guy. So yeah. Someone actually goes off that ramp and flies through the air on a Harley and lands. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a very intense sequence. Mm-hmm. And eventually Arnold gets away with John. Yep. And uh, T-1000 is left to burn in the exploded Mack truck. Right. And then, is this the first we see of him as the metal, like, the CGI? Metal, yes. Yeah, so he walks out in the CGI form. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the effect, the T-1000 effect? Oh, I'm... I'm you still st- think it looks good, I'm or, st- like, what do you think? Well, I mean, th- there there are parts of the movie that, that you can look at and go, oh, well, that looks a little, you know, yeah, funny. But, right. but for the most part, I mean, like, that particular one, it still looks good. Yeah, I think it looks good almost all the time. Yeah. Like... If it was made now, it would look a lot better. Yes. But, man, for 1991, mm-hmm. 
it still looks pretty good. And James Cameron, um, just like George Lucas, would have been just, you know, he, he's not going to put anything but the best that's being offered in their movie at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, that, that that's a big part of, like, why it took the movie so long to make was because, I mean, the, the, these ideas just couldn't be put right. on he's, film. He's a pioneer. Yeah. Like, he created these effects, basically. Right. Um, the Abyss had... I think that came out before this, right? It did. And that that's the first display of this. Like, the, the water monster yes. thing looks like T-1000, kind of. Uh-huh. <laughs> when the T-1000 goes through the hole in the helicopter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that is straight I'm out like, of the like, oh, abyss. that's Ed Harris is in there and yes. jumps out of the plane? Yes. Or the helicopter? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, um... I mean, like, like, and I guess, I guess the abyss was almost like proof of concept that that this could be sustained in a movie. Yeah, you know, which is, I mean, that it's it's a cool thing, and I'm glad that it. Uh, at the time I saw it, I was completely blown away because I had never seen anything like that. God, like, imagine the first time, like, when Star Wars came out. Yeah, the feeling people had of seeing those special effects, like, this is brand new, like nothing. This has never been done before. Yep. It's the craziest thing. I know. Or when you see the Matrix for the first time, like the camera work, the bullet time <laughs> shit. Now it's played out because everyone stole that idea. But that was a brand new thing, and it was just phenomenal. You know. And 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 when it is that groundbreaking, mm-hmm. I think that's why it sort of holds up. Probably. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's just even no matter how often it's imitated, it's it's still going to be the the original. Still is great. And isn't it crazy? Usually the original is the best. Yes. Like, it can never be, like, matched. Yeah. It can, but usually that holds up because it's that good. And anything that came after it that's even related to it, like sort of Terminator sequels, I'm sure that the effects in the 2008 uh, Terminator movie mm-hmm. are, are pretty great. Mm-hmm. But, number one, the story isn't as good. And, number two, they had an easier time of doing this stuff. So, so we know that T2 is still the place to be. Right. And you're talking about the story. Mm-hmm. This is a great story. It is. We've talked about time travel plot holes a little. But it, you really don't get bogged down thinking about that stuff in this no. movie. It, it hardly even crosses your mind. No. Which is great writing because you can, from a mile away, say, well, what about this? What about that? But they keep your mind off of that stuff and yep. just in what's happening. Right. Uh, it's very well done. And despite all the, the, the stuff with the Terminators and John Connor, I think that actually the glue of this movie is Linda Hamilton. I agree. I mean, I agree. God, she's she's so awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. She was awesome in the first one, and I'd forgotten how good. I mean, how how good she really is, mm-hmm. just in everything she's in. And mm-hmm. when we first see her in the mental hospital, that's where she's been put. You know, yeah. since since the action of the first movie. Yep. Her trying to, uh, I guess, outsmart the 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 guy who's running things. Yeah. You know, by telling Silverman. him, yes, mm-hmm. telling him what he wants to hear. It's a cagey move, and it's understandable why he would be kind of on to her about uh-huh. this, but it doesn't take away from just our sympathy for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what you would do, and that's what you, it's, it's really your only move. And she, she even says, like, she's only doing this to see her son. Yep. She wants to see her son. Yeah. And ev- that's what everyone would want, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't want to say, I got, can't wait to get out of here and go to McDonald's. You know, I got to get out of here and see my son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and play Rampage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get those quarters. Danny Cooksey's <laughs> <Exactly>. there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Silverman is being unreasonable, certainly. Um, he, he's being a, a huge ass, actually. He's being... I don't think he's unreasonable. I think he's just an asshole. Yeah. His decision to not move her to minimum security is a good decision because she's dangerous. <laughs> Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, she she is. And he sees through her bullshit. Yeah. But 
he's a dick about it. Right. And all he cares about is looking good in front of other scientists. That's all he cares about. I mean, when he when he turns to the camera when Sarah goes on that rampage. Oh, Model citizen. I mean, what and, he, he and he's, he's adjusting his tie. Oh, God. Fuck you, dick. I'm glad that I I, I wish she would have plunged that Drano oh, into, your, yeah. into your jugular. You know, yep, that off-brand Drano. <laughs> it's called like liquid plunge or something. Yes. I forget what it's yes. called. <laughs> it's some generic <laughs> yeah. name. And uh, <laughs> it's like, well, they didn't want to give us the rights, so whatever. I mean, that's, that's Advertising one money thing that they yeah. don't have money for. <laughs> I mean, you, you you built a liquid metal man, and you, you can't like pay off Drano. That's where all the money. Went. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Drano would pay a fortune to be in of this movie of course they would maybe they didn't want to be associated with attempted murder uh, okay that I understand <laughs> uh, we're a Drano we're a family company but come on get yeah. p- pony people up. are going to get an idea like, exactly. oh, they're going to use Drano to kill everybody <laughs> people already do that dude that's come on right. that's right stop making chemicals they're going to be fine <laughs> <laughs> um I like her breakout though mm-hmm. when she breaks out of this asylum here. It's oh, it's crazy! It's good, and <sighs> like her plan is almost flawless here. I know she's very smart, and she tricks that dude with the glasses, uh, and like busts his nose with that broom <laughs> handle. Oh, dude, it's disgusting. Actually, I mean, you see the blood like fly. Oh man, and you know mm-hmm. like. With all the CG blood that we have today, mm-hmm. just to see like actual like oh like a red blood, goop yes oh. red goop splattering like that uh-huh. because she takes that broom handle and just busts him across the face yeah um and after he had like sexually assaulted her God he licks her oh it's it's props to Linda Hamilton for taking that bump that's a crazy I mean, one I mean geez she had to lay there I mean I, I, I mean imagine like okay are we on take fifty of this of yeah this what if Kubrick scene? directed this oh my god oh my <laughs> fucking god yeah oh man she the guy I like I was like what is this guy's motivation is mm-hmm. he like I think it's he both things that he just is trying to see if she's gonna react to anything right but he also is kind of turned on by it of course he is God you know he's like I'll, I'll lick Linda Hamilton yeah, oh, what a gross uh. dude. <laughs> so when you see him get busted in the face, you like it. Of course you, you do. You love it. It's so vicious and mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz cuz he has this coming mm-hmm. and I almost like like it's almost like Linda Hamilton really is enjoying doing this. Probably she's you like know? you licked me. Exactly. <laughs> You're done, asshole. <laughs> Jesus you know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, like we, we all the all the stuff with Robert Patrick and Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, talk about a physique you want. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, she is like is the equal of them in every way. I heard she what did she do? She like she, I think she dropped twelve pounds or something yeah. in a month, <laughs> and to get like that fit and skinny, like, <laughs> and just worked out all all day. Like, <laughs> I mean, when when you see her doing those chin ups, and then they show her from the back, like her her she has like the perfect like V physique, uh, like yeah. the broad shoulders and everything. She and should be like, on Ninja Warrior. She's awesome. <laughs> I mean, she kicks ass. And did you know they got her sister to do yes. the, the double Sarah Connor? Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. And her sister had to do the same thing. She was like, oh, shit. I know. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you can't have, like, a less muscular Linda Hamilton, right. you know, like, portraying the other. I heard she isn't as muscular as her, but she had to do the same training just to, like, get close. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're we're going to have you out of focus, so you need yeah, to have right. those pecs. Right, you yeah. Know? <laughs> you got to be ready to break someone's spine in half over your head. <laughs> 
Which they could probably do. Of course. She'd kick the shit out of me. Oh, dude. She I doesn't mean, even need a broom handle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's taking me She'll down. look at me and I'll fall. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's that moment, too, when when like Lynn, when like uh, Sarah is having that, that nightmare about um, like the nuclear holocaust. Oh, God. That used to terrify me as a kid. Because of like the, the, the everything would turn into skeletons yeah, and everything. The ash. Mm-hmm. Um, when she's looking at herself like like kind of just as a happy you know mm-hmm. suburban mother with with her with her son at yeah. the playground, she's wearing like this um kind of uh, it's her like, it's her waitress uniform from the first movie. Yes, mm-hmm. and when you look at her like lifting the kid onto the she, she's like she's got curly hair again. She mm-hmm. looks like Linda Hamilton from the first one, except mm-hmm. she's got these biceps, <laughs> and it's like she's lifting this kid <laughs> up there, <laughs> and she's portraying like a normal person, but uh-huh. but she's still cut from granite. Speaking of lifting kids, <laughs> when they go to Enrique's, yeah. and uh, Arnold picks up the little kid yes. by the suspenders and just kind of stares at him while uh-huh. he's like like kind of spinning around by his suspenders. <laughs> Someone looked at that and was like kindergarten cop. <laughs> kindergarten cop. I got it. I know. I know. It, 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 <laughs> That's it's, where it came from. It's literally, it, he, he does the same thing to that kid in kindergarten cop. It's the exact same shot. Is it the same kid? It's not the same kid, thankfully. It's 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 some other kid, but because Enrique I mean, Junior. Yes, because you can only scruff a kid one time like that, you know. Right. Yeah, you get that one one of those, right. you know. God. But oh, yeah, with man. the breakout sequence is great, and then when Arnold and Edward Furlong show up, yeah. and she sees Arnold and it freaks out like, oh my god, it's the same guy. He's coming to kill me again. She runs, and then uh, John, you know, talks some sense into her and. Then he says, come with me if you want to live. Yep. The classic line that's been ripped off a billion times. Yes. And then you see T-1000 coming, and he walks through that gate, but his gun gets caught, which I thought is oh, an that's, awesome that's, touch. That's a nice thing. Because yeah. he's liquid metal, but his gun's not. Right, So right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Then he just kind of turns in and it comes through. Yep. Ooh, yep. so good. It's, it's a nice touch. I know. And then... Um, the chase happens after that, which is really cool. He like when he opens that elevator door, he like stabs his arms through, right? And they form like this opening vice grip and just like pull the doors open. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. It's very imaginative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Arnold blasts him with a shotgun in the face, and his head splits open. <laughs> it looks like the thing, I man. Know. It's pretty cool stuff, and it's. I mean, I'd never seen anything like that. No. It's, um, it's good. And I like, I like too, how, how those moments can like, you can kind of subdue the T-1000 for a little bit if you use enough firepower, you know? Right. He can take damage, but right. he'll just heal himself yes. if you give him the time. Right. And it's not a lot of time. Exactly. You, you, if, if you do that shotgun blast right to the face, it's going to split his head apart and it's going to take him, I mean, 30 seconds to, to, yeah, to, like to heal. Mold it back together. Yeah. But, but it bought you another 30 seconds, which could mean life or death. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Was this movie like marketed as if you don't know who's good or bad? I don't like, remember how it was marketed. Because Edward Furlong runs from the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton runs from the Terminator. I mean, th- in the world of the movie, neither of them have probably ever thought of a Terminator helping them. Yeah. You know, so yeah. maybe their I mean, their instinct is just get the fuck away from one of these things. Right. So, but uh, it feels like they're playing it up. Like, is he going to hurt him or not? You know? I could be misremembering like like the trailer from when I was a kid, but I I I want to say that I remember seeing in the footage times where like Edward, Edward Furlong is is on the bike with Arnold. They had to market it as you know Terminator versus Terminator yes. or something like that. And come with me if you want to live had to be in the trailer. It had to be because I remember it, it's the I'll you know, be back of this movie, of course. And, and it's a good line. It's an mm-hmm. effective line because yeah. it it says everything you need, just right. like the whole rest of this movie, which is kind of like almost. 
without without a lot of sort of clumsy exposition, mm-hmm. you almost don't need to have seen the original Terminator to get what's going on here. Yeah, I don't think you do. I mean, they. I saw this one first. I did too, um, and I I wasn't lost at all. I knew nope. everything that was happening. Yep. <laughs> and, and when I went back to watch the original, it was just kind of like a almost like dessert. I mean, because yeah. you've already gotten the whole story just from watching this movie. You, really, you didn't even need the first one. No. I mean, the first one's great, too. I, I love, love the, the first, first one. one. The I, first one's really good. It, it's it's an excellent film, and and it's it's so of its time. And yeah. And, like, it's, it's, more, it's even more effective in, in certain aspects. But if you hadn't seen it, you, you just wouldn't be lost watching this movie. Well, the, the relationship with Kyle Reese... Uh, the yes, you know John Bean's character, Michael Bean. Michael Bean, sorry, mm-hmm. that's a really good relationship, and right. both of them are really good in that movie. I know. So that that really makes that movie, mm-hmm. you know. And Bill Paxton getting killed, you know, that's that's a good part too. <laughs> but <laughs> Arnold is even more nude in that in that sequence yeah, too. I mean, yeah. I, I think you see him coming from the front, and it, it's like actual <laughs> I don't think frontal you see, nudity. I don't think you see a T one thousand dong. You, in you, that you one. don't actually see the dong, but but you see him walking from the front, and and it's like you know. It, 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 it's a little. Yeah. It's a little. It's bit, like you, you know, get those hip bones. There. Yes. You get. Yes. You could see a V forming. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, have you seen the third one? Um, no, I have not seen anything after this. Okay, you're good. Okay, good. Good. You're good. I, I figured I was. The third one's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, they go and they stay at a gas station to like like heal up. Yeah. And we've talked about Linda Hamilton being great. Like she has a uh, voiceover throughout the movie, right. kind of. And in this scene, she's kind of skeptical of the terminator and uh it it shows him standing there all night on guard yes and it's a great one second shot of him in the dark and then it like turns light and he just hasn't moved an inch it's all time night. lapsed to, he's to just show that he's been standing there all night yeah, yeah. it's a great shot and sh- whatever she's saying in the voiceover is like can we trust him and things mm-hmm. like that and it's just him standing there just i'm not letting anyone come in here yeah like i will die to protect these people right it's a really good juxtaposition. I know it's it's cool um, because yeah, like like she's still on the fence about whether she can trust him, even mm-hmm. though like what he's just displayed. But then also to show just how dedicated he is. Yeah. Um, and also is now like because of his interactions with, with with John, he he's he's starting to even become more human. Yeah, and that happens when they go to Enrique's to get their guns. Yeah. And uh, she has her voiceover again, and she's saying stuff like. She's been with guys who she thought would be good for John, and yeah. they end up not working out and being not what he needs. Mm-hmm. And the Terminator is basically the closest thing to any of that that has ever happened to John. And it's this machine. You right. know, it's not even a person. Whatever she desired as a father figure for her child is mm-hmm. is like kind of being embodied by by this by this completely synthetic creation. Yep. Um and 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 it's 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 a cool way of her like warming to the character too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz she she never fully like like has feelings or or loves this this terminator but but she she I think she respects it completely. kind of. And it's yeah. only like halfway through the movie where she gets that way. It's yep. not it's not like she's wrestling with it for for the whole time and and we're always having to kind of deal with it. Right. That brings up a good aspect of the movie like the humanity, human nature yeah. type stuff they talk about. And I know John is talking to the terminator and he basically says, like, we're not going to make it. People, I mean. Yeah. And then Arnold says, it's in your nature to destroy yourselves. Right. You know? Like, right. Sorry, dude. <laughs> like, I know. Th- that's just what you guys do. <laughs> y- your, your fears about self-extinction are, are well-founded, mm-hmm. you know, because that is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. And then and John even confides in him a bunch in the, in the movie. Yes. Even about his father. He's like, uh, my dad hasn't even been born yet. I know. 
And he says, like, that's a real mind fuck right there. Something like that. Like, now that messes with your head. Of course. Talking about how John is messed up because of all this crap. Right. You know? Right. He's talking to him like he is his father. You know? I think that's Edward Furlong's best scene, is when they're underneath that car. Why do you cry? Yes. That, oh, that's a good one. It's it's really, like, they're both really good in it. And and his outpouring of, of what his feelings of, mm-hmm. of, you know, like, not knowing his father and, like you said, knowing that his father is actually from the future. And he's um, not even born yet. Right. And just like, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, how, how does any kid, you know, like, wrap his head around that? Plus, we already learned from when he's stealing money with Danny Cooksey that... Mm-hmm. His mom got arrested for trying to blow up a computer factory and then realizing she's a fucking wacko. Yeah. Everything she's been saying to you since you were born is a lie. Right. She made it all up. It's not happening. Uh, And realizing your whole life to that point has been a joke. And And you've been lied to. Yeah. By the person you trust the most. Right. And he hates his his foster parents. Oh, yeah. and, And this is the first time underneath that truck... Um, is the first time he's ever had any kind of real, almost familial bonding. Um, be- yeah. Between that and breaking his mom out of the out of the mental institution is is really it for him. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a sad situation for a kid. It is. It sucks. That's why you rob ATMs. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> um. And then here's the nuclear strike dream, which yeah. terrified me. Yeah, of course. Um, those bones and ashes, the skin just turning to ash, and ooh, it's like Pompeii. It it's, lingers on it too. Yeah, you know, like like you're seeing like the Linda Hamilton, like like her like banging on the fence, and like she's eroding. Her flesh you know? gets like just turned to ash, and her skeleton remains. Yeah, holding the fence, and like the the nuclear wind is blowing her body while yeah. she's like banging her hands on the fence as a skeleton. Right. It's pretty nasty, scary stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess you sh- can expect for a movie like this, but... And that's what a nightmare sequence should be. It should be something that yeah. actually really unsettles you. Right, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it leads to her making a decision in that moment uh-huh. um, that, that she needs to change the future by taking out Miles Bennett Dyson. Is Bennett his middle name? Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Miles. Right. <laughs> M-E-D. Uh-huh. He, um, I love Miles Dyson. Yeah. I love the character, and I like the actor who plays him. Plays the the great Joe Morton. Joe Morton? That's from Lone right. Star. It's Joe Morton. Yeah. Jeez, mm-hmm. how did I not get that? Brother from another planet. Yeah. Oh, everything. Joe Morton's so good. Yep. And 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 his scene, like the the, the scene where, where Sarah goes to his house to assassinate him. Yes. Um, And then the kind of the aftermath of it when she... She she's trying she's trying to get him with a sniper rifle, and Ugh. she doesn't she doesn't quite do it. And then she figures out that she needs to go in there and and get him with a handgun. Mm-hmm. When she guns him down, and then she can't actually she can't go through it right because um, her his his wife and child come in, and she realizes in that moment that at this time in history he is an innocent man. Yep, he's not guilty yet. Right, and I love this because Sarah seems like a Terminator at this point. Yeah, and. She, that's what she's fighting. Right. And she is becoming that. Mm-hmm. She's just like, well, let's kill everyone and try to stop everyone, you know? Right. Because I think that's what even Skynet does. They caused a preemptive nuclear strike to wipe out people who were going to stop them. Yeah. Like, they even play the Terminator, like, theme when she's hunting them down. It's like that, I'm coming for you music. Yes. yes. And uh, it's just great that they show her like that. And then she comes back. She, like, snaps out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Arnold and Eddie show up. And Arnold reveals to him that he's a Terminator by cutting his own flesh off of his arm, which I think is an awesome touch. 
they almost tell this whole this whole story like like in this scene. But when when Sarah first comes into Dyson's house, mm-hmm. between her shooting him, his wife and child running in, and her kind of breaking down, and then Arnold revealing his you know like robot nature, mm-hmm. there's almost no dialogue. Yeah, like through the whole thing. I think John Connor says, show him, show him, and he gives him a knife, and then he gives him the knife and like this whole thing is told completely visually. It's great. It's really rich and complex with no speaking. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. It, it's really cool. And then Miles Dyson, I guess there's more voiceover from Sarah Connor and they're all sitting in the kitchen talking about it. Yeah. Uh, like this is what's going to happen. You're responsible for this dude. Like yeah. here's what's happening. Right. Um, And I really like how Miles Dyson is getting excited about it. He's like, we found this technology and we we knew things we never knew. Like, yeah. he's, and then he realizes what he's doing. He's like, oh shit, you know, like, yeah, it's exciting, but you know what? That's not. This isn't good. <laughs> yeah, his scientific curiosity is peaked yeah because he's, like his nerd comes out. Yeah, and he's exactly. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh man, this is beautiful. <laughs> and then he realizes, yeah, he, uh, that of course, as soon as you make a discovery like this, it's going to be weaponized. Mm-hmm. God, and he says, we we didn't know what we were doing. Right. We didn't know. We didn't know. You can't blame us. And then Sarah Connor gets pissed. She's like, yeah, you didn't know. Men like you who made the hydrogen bomb, you guys didn't know. Oh, yeah. It's it's my favorite speech in the whole movie. All you know is death and destruction. God, (laughs) what does she say? She says, you know nothing of creation. Yeah. Try creating a life, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, coming from a mother there, you know. (laughs) You just kill everything you see, you men. She's not wrong. Yep. This is the this is our mantra here. Of dude. course, of course, <laughs> that, that, that men are horrible. This is dudes we, on movie. We, we, right? we, we yeah, know <laughs> we, we know the truth of the world. Everybody is, is that the, the reason the world is a toilet is because of men. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even men, even future men, yes, and even decent future men like Miles Dyson, uh-huh. who is just a scientist making discoveries. Um, that stuff is going to be ripped. Uh-huh. And it's going to be made to like destroy us. You're going to turn it into a Terminator. Right. That's it. Right. That ha- that happens in T three. Oh, they okay. already have the T one made. Like there's mm. robots in that movie that aren't uh, bad yet, mm. but they're just there for you know defense. Okay. Uh, and then you see the Skynet go live, and then they turn on and stuff. Yeah. I see. So yeah, it's okay. pretty bad. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds good, but but it, but the execution was bad. Yeah, it's just poorly made and constructed. Uh, there's some good action sequences, maybe one, mm. but yeah. Anyway, yeah. enough about that. Right. T2, everybody. Right. So now they decide to go blow up the lab, which is a pretty cool sequence. Yeah. Uh, they go in, Eddie Furlong hacks the net, and they uh, <laughs> they, they get they get the, the, the arm from the first movie and like the microprocessor chip from the first movie, yes. and they're going to destroy those, and then they're going to blow up all the computers and the backups and everything, so yeah. that everything's lost and you can't, you know... We can't proceed with this research. Right. You can't duplicate the work. Yeah. Uh, so they do that. But then, like, the entire police force shows up to stop them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arnold has promised he wouldn't kill anyone. Yes. Uh, yet there's still so much action in the movie. I know. Without murdering people, which is kind of cool. It is cool. And then uh, John's like, wait, you said you weren't killing anybody. And he says, trust me. <laughs> and then he goes out and <laughs> destroys every police car, every... But he doesn't kill anyone. <laughs> and I love I love the destruction of the police cars uh-huh. and, and the wounding of mm-hmm. policemen. Oh, yeah. Kneecaps. Yes. He's shooting everybody <laughs> in the kneecaps, which is fun. But, like, you know how I feel right, about yeah. 
trust me. Uh-huh. And and any one liner, <laughs> any any line that is written to add humor and irony to what is going to be a violent situation, I can't stand it. And 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 it's just it's just so on display in this movie. And uh-huh. because this is the prime of Arnold. Yeah. So it's gonna be there. I I, I accept that. I I know going in, that's what I'm in for. But it still bothers me. I don't think there's too much of it though in this movie. It's it's not like Arnold every five minutes is saying something like that. Because he's playing a robot who yeah. who, who wouldn't who wouldn't have witticisms just at the ready. Right. Um. So yeah, of course. But he's learning now, I guess. So yeah. Thanks to thanks to thanks little, to Edward Furlong. Whiny Edward Furlong. Yeah. Get, I, Arnold's gonna start behaving like that. You know. It's, <laughs> I know. It's, it's Arnold Furlong. Yeah. Oh God! And the, I I think that's chill out, dickwad. Yes, I I think that's the problem I have really really with that whole characterization and that whole sequence is uh-huh. is that that dialogue and that that um I guess those words that are being used mm-hmm. it's almost like uh it's a it's a grown up person's version of like what a kid behaves like you yeah. Know? It's like what they think kids are. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. in 1991, I wasn't saying "chill out, dickwad." <laughs> I, I didn't say, you know, th- those things. I, I, I just, I, I was saying things that were like even worse than that. Yeah, you know, yeah. but like, but they were from me. They were natural. Yeah, it didn't come from a screenwriter, a 45 year old screenwriter. That's you know? true. So, so yeah, I, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. It just seems unnatural for that. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so he destroys the cops. And T-1000, he's hardly around, actually. He, he's, he's gone for he's about 45 gone. minutes. He's gone for a long time. We see him, like, ride his motorcycle up the steps. Yeah. And then uh, ramp into a helicopter. That's pretty cool. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I'm thinking, like, why is he doing this? Why isn't he just, like, running? Like, wouldn't it be better if you know they're <laughs> in the building? Like, why would you ride your motorcycle in here? I don't know. He, no, dude, I know you're absolutely right because like like he is kind of the silver surfer. So he can do yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, like if if he he could have tracked he didn't track them all throughout the time that but, but you know, after they broke Sarah out of the institution yeah, yeah. to the time that they go to Dyson's house, like he's not around anywhere. So right. when he finally locates them, I mean like his one job is to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. So he can he can do it in any way he can instead he kind of hangs back yeah. watching the movie with us. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird. Well, he, he's got to be the final boss. It's and that's 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 understandable. Like the whole thing of the idea of like a level eight character. Yeah, yeah. But at, at the same time, it, it it it's just a little inconsistent with what we know of his motivations. You yeah, know? I mean, he is limited by the technology of the time. Yes. So he can't just be like, all right. I know exactly where he is. He doesn't have Google Maps or something, you know. Like. True, but but you, we have some B-roll. I'm sure of Robert Patrick sprinting through places. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, sure. Just, just film him doing that. Yeah, and just show something so that we know he's around. We kind of you kind of forget he's around. Yeah. The good thing is the movie doesn't hinge on that character right. so much. Uh, but yeah, he shows up, gets in the helicopter, then chases the car with John Connor and everyone in it, and uh, they. Crash the helicopter, then he gets out and kills a guy and gets another, like, Mack truck. Yeah. And, which he loves, I guess. <laughs> he likes 18 wheels. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's full of, like, cryogen or something. Man. Oh, no, the company is Cryoco. <laughs> Cryoco. Good. Yes. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, um, <laughs> he chases Arnold and the crew in this old beat up, beat up truck, you know, it's an old, old S10 it's an old beater with a camper shell on. Yep. I mean, like mm-hmm. that took me back. Yep. That looked like my truck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Anyway, Ar- it's really awesome because Arnold gets out, climbs up on the front of the Mack truck, and like just gets an assault rifle and blasts the shit out of Robert Patrick. Like he's just right in his face. It's so awesome. Oh God, I mean, he empties the clip and like like it's forty bullets right into this dude's face. Yes, yeah. and then he reaches through the window and turns the wheel. <laughs> And the truck just like sideswipes and flips while he's on the truck. That is, it's so cool, oh, dude. So it good. is so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just the, it was it was the perfect plan. Yeah. For the situation they were in. Uh huh. And it's so man, it's executed so well, and you're like, man, that was perfect. Uh huh. And then you see the truck, it flips on its side, and it just skids. Yeah. You know, into an ironworks. You know, like we've. <laughs> We've discussed the ironworks many times on this show. It's the same ironworks from No Holds Barred. It's 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 these places that exist only in movies where there's a lot of steam and liquid metal. Yep, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really cool. It is. I, I love them. I mean, it, it's it's where you want to talk action about movies. Mortal Kombat levels. Yes, like, this is this is where you're at. <laughs> I think you got to fight Shang Tsung before you fight T1000, though. It is. It is such a. a, a he a is place. like T1000. He changes forms. No, the other characters. Of course. There you go. And and you know when whenever whenever you're fantasizing <laughs> in the late '80s about being in an action movie, this is where it takes place. Oh yeah, dude, definitely. You know, like, it's always there. You're, and there's doing... always it's always connected to a dock. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's stevedores and karate in a steel factory. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just it's the perfect place to do uh, wheel kicks. It's a great movie trope. Yes, I love it. Yes, <laughs> son of a bitch. Anyway, but before the, we get to this part. They blow up the computer factory. Miles Dyson mm-hmm. is there shot, and yeah. he's going to die, and he has the detonator in his hand. Right. I love this part, because he's sitting there breathing, like <laughs> like that, <laughs> Yeah. and it's it's pretty intense, and the cops show up, and he's like, I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> right before he dies, his breathing slows down and is more spaced out, just like, <gasps> it's like a really good basically like a countdown a timer countdown, right but without a countdown right it's really good i love that touch and and he's and joe morton like with with that with that breathing <laughs> mm-hmm. like like he's he never blinks he's just oh, yeah. staring out in right in, through time mm-hmm. and with it with his mouth like partway open and it almost like he's it's like you're holding a, a 50 pound dumbbell in one hand uh-huh. and like just trying to hold it while like half flexing and he's actually physically struggling the yeah. man himself probably wanting james cameron to call cut <laughs> and and you know <laughs> and, and, and yeah. he, he pulls it off it's great yeah um, I'm glad it just wasn't like, oh, let's set the timer on the bomb and get out of here. You don't see that. There yeah. you go. That, that's and, really. They and Miles a... makes the ultimate sacrifice, yeah. you know, because of what he would have done. And it's real. It's an incredibly noble thing mm-hmm. to, to like completely about face on what what really took place, you know, in the future that we know, uh, knowing, too, that he has a wife and kid at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think even going to the lab, he kind of knew what his fate was going to be. I mean, you know, he had to know. I'm pretty sure he accepted it pretty quickly. Yeah. And after getting shot, he was like, this is it. Yep. I'm, I ain't going to survive these bullets. Right. I'm not, I'm not surviving Might as well go out. tonight. Yeah. yeah. So I, I better, I better save humanity somehow, you know, and, <sighs> and it's, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Morton. Yes, exactly. Yes. Miles Dyson is a hero, everybody. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> and so is Arnold because he fights T-1000. <laughs> Um, they're in they're in the steel factory, and there's a good fight between the two of them. Well, first, you know, T1000 freezes, yeah, and he shoots him with a bullet and says "Hasta la vista, baby," yeah, uh, which I'm sure you love. Oh, I, I, and I, then, I was, uh, you know, yeah, completely. <laughs> and he shatters, which is really cool. Yeah, 
but then uh, you think it's done. Nope, there's another final act. You got to fight him in. And uh, he melts and forms back together, which is cool. Yeah. I really like that. And th- this this mode of subduing the, t- the T-1000 gives you five minutes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like the ultimate delay of his powers. And then they run away. Arnold stops to fight him. And uh, there's some really cool, like, T-1000 effects here. Like, mm-hmm. Arnold throws him against the wall. Yeah. And then he, like, flips his face from one side of his head to the other and, like, just 180s his body. <laughs> right. Because he's, he's liquid metal. He doesn't have to spin around. He can just make the other side of his body his front. Yeah, of course. It's pretty awesome. Oh, man, I know, I know. It's really cool. And then there's the one where he punches him in the head, but then he, like, uses the liquid metal to move his hands to be wrapped around Arnold's arm. Yeah. It's really cool yeah. stuff, dude. yeah. Very inventive fighting techniques and stuff. Right. Which you would expect from something that could work that way. Something yep. that functions like that. You would need stuff like that. Yeah, because if he's just brawling with Arnold Schwarzenegger. If he's just punching him know, and shooting then, him with a gun. It's right. Just, then, then, anyone could have done that. Exactly. You know? There's no reason to have him be made of liquid metal. But but like the, the whole thing of like his his genetic makeup is on full display in this fight. Yeah. Um, and, and it shows you how he just couldn't be beat hand to hand. Right. And we see him like oozing through the window and mm-hmm. like when he gets flattened out and he's like the the tile floor yeah. and the cops are walking over him yeah. like you see him doing things like that but you never see him use his techniques in a fight no. until here which right. if they would have left that shit out we would have missed something great you True. know like we need to see him use these things in a fight which we do which yep. is awesome and and then you know using knives and his finger pointing you know like man <laughs> when uh he uh <laughs> He he kills Terminator here, kind of, and then yeah. uh, <laughs> which is kind of bullshit. <laughs> Rerouting emergency power. You know, Scotty went below decks and 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 you know right like, yeah yeah figured out a way got more juice yes um but yeah he kills Arnold here then he goes after Sarah and uh, he stabs her in the shoulder with his fingertip which is awesome yep and she can't move and now he's like call out to John you know we need to bring him here so I can kill him yep. And she says, no, I hate you, or something along those lines. She says, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to be a little more tasteful, but uh-huh. yes, thank okay. you, Dave. Yes. <laughs> Usually I'm the one who's less tasteful. Good Lord. <laughs> but... <laughs> Why would he do this? Why wouldn't he just kill her and pretend that he's Sarah Connor? I think because he needs he needs her to say those words so that he can get it into his like memory chip okay. when he does the... the... To, to, re, to duplicate her voice, yes. exactly? Yes. Okay. Because when when he does try to pull the trick, he's not saying it exactly how he asks her to say it. Okay. You know, so that's why even on the first viewing of the film, when he does pull this trick of, like, pretending he's Sarah Connor, a wounded Sarah Connor, so uh-huh. that John will come to him, even when we don't even see him, mm-hmm. we hear him... We hear, we hear him, the voice. We hear Linda the Hamilton's voice, voice. Linda Hamilton calling out, and we know it's the T-1000. Yeah. It's out of character yeah. for Sarah Connor. Right. So that's that's the first tell right there. She would never ask for help. No, she would never... Sc- like, she's not even screaming for John. She's calling out to him, but I don't think she would do that. She would go look for him and somehow find him because she's resourceful like that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think she would call out like this, almost helpless, you know? Yeah. Maybe because she's injured, it might work a little, but... It's a good way to tell that uh, that's not Sarah Connor. Exactly. This doesn't even, like, calling out like this in this environment doesn't even make tactical sense, and she would be well aware of that. Yeah. Um, So 
Then the real Sarah shows up and starts shooting him with the shotgun. Yeah. Every bullet pushes him back another foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and as we said, this is how you, like, detain the T-1000. You keep firing bullets at him, and he has to, like, heal or something. Right, right. So she's she's going through all her ammo and knocking him back to the ledge where, where the lava is. <laughs> uh-huh. The molten steel. Yes. And then the last bullet doesn't do it. And he's almost going to fall, but he doesn't fall. If she had one more shot. One more shot. You know, man. like it, it would have done the job. And then T-1000 gives her a tisk tisk yeah. with his finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I I also have a problem with. I know that it was, I, I remember in the theater that it was a big, you know, like kind of triumphant moment of, of like everybody going, oh, you know. But at the same time, man, that's just, you would not program trash talk to Kimbe Matumbo into your T-1000. It wouldn't work. You know, it's just, it, ugh. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, then Arnold comes up. The the repowered, half-dead already T1, T800, right? Yeah, T800. So he comes up this conveyor belt with his grenade launcher and shoots T1000 right in the gut. Yeah. And then it explodes. <laughs> and then he really looks like the thing uh, uh-huh. with a metal coat. And <laughs> <laughs> he's so busted up like he's... All- off balance and yeah. he tips into the molten steel. His torso is kind of like it, it's it's completely split in half, and then there's like just sort of um, tentacles of the liquid metal, yeah. kind of like all akimbo. And then on one of the tentacles is like Robert Patrick's head. Oh yeah, and it and he's like kind of uh, he that the head itself is thinning out. I think uh, Stan Winston did these effects. That's yes, which, he, which yes, makes he sense because he helped on the thing, right? Um, and it and it's a pretty cool effect. Um, and, and that is like the ultimate offense against the T-1000 is to blow them back with a bunch of bullets because bullets work on them for a minute, for a minute, but mm-hmm. to actually fire a grenade that explodes inside the oh, liquid metal, God, yes. that's what you got to do to just get them, you know, like teetering a little bit. Uh-huh. And it's, it's what, uh, finally does it. Yeah. And he falls in the, the water and you see like all the people he has transformed into kind yes. of as he's dying. Yes. I guess he becomes completely liquefied. Yep. I always wondered, like, does this really kill him? Like, is he just permanently, like, melted or or what? Like, it, the way it shows it, it looks like he's dead. Because you hear yeah. that computer shutdown sound, like... Right, right. So maybe he's dead, because maybe each cell has been destroyed or mm-hmm. something like that. Because it's now become just part of the vat. You yeah. Know? Um, what if they built, like, a skyscraper out of that shit, and then uh, oh. it became sentient? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's You know what? <laughs> That would have been a better sequel. You know? <laughs> Dude, that could have been the Rampage movie. The giant monsters are fighting the T-1000 building. And it could just be called T-3. And you could put the Rampage monsters in it, and one of the skyscrapers is made of Robert Patrick. <laughs> you know? Summer blockbuster, everybody. I don't think Robert Patrick has that big of a draw, though, sadly. No. You gotta put The Rock in it. Yeah, you, no. The Rock is what's getting you in the theater, but, but when you find out the other stuff... Whenever you find out the big bad is Robert Patrick, I'm there. <laughs> That's right. You got the faculty, Double Dragon, T2, and T3, the imaginary movie. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's about it. Yeah. Then Arnold says, uh, you got to kill me because I'm evidence or something. And uh, <laughs> this is the exact dialogue. <laughs> yes. Scott just read the screenplay for you. And... Uh, <laughs> So he gets lowered into the lava and gives the thumbs up. Uh-huh. 
Did he learn about the thumbs up in the movie? No. He should have. Um, that, that, that was out of character. Uh, yeah. No, the, the Terminator would not give a thumbs if up. If John Connor would have taught him the thumbs up, it would have made sense. Of course. But they probably did, and they cut it out so he could say dickwad. I'm sure it did. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I mean, God, Lord, you know... <laughs> <laughs> a middle finger would have made more sense. I know because he would have been like, 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 like evolving that way. He would never have given a thumbs up. And, and I mean, you know, what if he did check you later? What if he did that? He hung out with Slater. Yes. Yeah. If it was like Slater. Yes. That would have been more, that would have been more entertaining. Certainly. Yeah. But, but just to, to Richard Linklater's Terminator. <laughs> you know, I, I, any, anyone who could, anyone like any good filmmaker making uh-huh. this movie, every one of them would be different. I want to see every version every of this movie. And every one of them would be watchable. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I'd love to see any of them. <laughs> I'd like to see Fossbinder's Terminator. There you, you know, go. It's either, any one. And then Sarah Connor says in a vo- voiceover, if a Terminator can learn the value of a human life, maybe we can too. Yeah. There you go, people. And it's that's a good message. It is a good message. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. Then you hear, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Great music hits. Great, great music. By the way, the music. Yeah, I love this soundtrack. It's, it's so cool. It's perfect. The action sequences have the perfect music. Yes. The serious sequences got great music. Everything. Mm-hmm. It's all perfect. I know. Um, I, who, who did the score? I, can't I don't remember. know. I don't know who did the score. Um, I imagine that it's because if it's James Cameron, it's got to be somebody pretty big. Um, so either way, I mean, like that ending sequence. Wow, it's it's. It's uh, uh, Brad Fidel. Brad Fidel. I, I don't okay. know who he is, but he's done um, like all the Terminator movies, True Lies. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's done a lot of good stuff. Time Cop, the miniseries. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay <Wow>. whatever. <laughs> Jeez. Oh wait, that's like director. No, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. He's, okay. he's done stuff. He's, he's done some stuff. He's yeah. done good music and good movies. Right. So. There you go. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anything else, Dave? Yes, a couple other things here. Um, I, I I love the the whole thing of how when the T one thousand has to assume other forms, mm-hmm. yeah, that other actors get to play the T one thousand for yeah. a little while. We've talked about this before on yeah. another episode. Yeah, <laughs> um, just the like Jeanette Goldstein as as uh, the oh mom, my god, as the I love mother. it. Um, that that's a good scene in and of itself, just with her and Xander Berkeley as those asshole foster parents. Yep, when she hangs up the phone. And like her whole demeanor changes and she just like kind of like robotically looks over at the fridge and like has sorted. Uh, she's run oh. through Xander Berkeley and, and it's almost like it's so good. It looks like 80s slasher, you know, it's great action. And it's it's pretty cool. He's just up against the wall with the sword he through his pulls head. Pulls that blade out of his throat. Yeah. And he, he just like goes shing and yep. like falls to the floor. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's good. I know. And then the cop who gets yep. the coffee mug, he's like, hey, I got a full house. Must yes. be my lucky Must day. Must be my lucky nope, day. T-1000 through the eye. See you later, dude. Man. <laughs> and it's the second set of twins in the film. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got Linda Hamilton and her sister, <laughs> and these dudes, and Coffee Cop. Yes. <laughs> and I love, I just love the way he's walking through the facility. Like he's trying to, um, like I guess channel Robert Patrick in some ways. He's got this look on his face, like mm-hmm. he's just like you know back and forth, and he's really playing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'd do the same thing if I was playing the the main uh-huh. villain in the movie for thirty seconds. I would just. I Isn't would ham great? it up too, yeah. Dude, uh, Don Stanton Don plays Stanton. Lewis the Guard. He has okay. two credits. Oh wow, Lewis the Guard and Lewis as T one thousand. Two Sweet. credits. Sweet. <laughs> That's so cool. That's resume building. Double credit. Do you think he gets double pay? <laughs> he better. You know, <laughs> I had to be a floor for a minute, dude. I I, I want more money. They're walking all over me. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 Wow. And the other, the only other thing I wanted to mention was at the beginning of this movie, when I, when I hit the stream on Amazon, nothing made me smile more than the original Tristar, Tristar, oh, Tristar logo. Yes, with the with the Pegasus the running toward the, Oh, man. My brother and I just called it Flying Horse See, when we were a kid. I called it the Flying Horse, too. Yep. But but now I know that it's a Pegasus, <laughs> so I, I said it. You know, right, yeah. Of course. But... Yeah, oh, man. That, uh, yep. I wanted it, you know, and there it was. As a kid, man, it was on one of my VHS tapes, mm-hmm. Monster Squad. Of course. Starting up with the Flying Horse, yep. man. Yep, yep. Wore the shit out of that tape, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Would Would you recommend the movie, Dave? Uh, yes, I would. I would recommend the movie. Um, I'd give it three stars. Okay. I recommend the movie, too. Four stars. Mm. This is a great action science fiction movie. Yes, Super it is. good. Super good. So uh, that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes. Rate it. Review it. Most of all, share it. Gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And if you don't use iTunes, you can find us on any other podcatcher, or you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies, and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yeah, so uh, what is the question of the week, Dave? Uh, the question of the week, what is your favorite James Cameron movie and why? Yes, this is an easy, this is a softball, folks. Come yes. on. You guys got this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, remember, this is Dudes on Demand, and this was Skyler's request. So yes. thank you very much. Thanks for the email. Mm-hmm. Everyone out there, keep sending us emails. This right. is great. We, we love when you guys send stuff. Stay tuned next week when we're doing Brian's request. He hit us up on Facebook. He said, he wants us to do 1972's Evil Roy Slade, directed by Jerry Paris and starring John Astin and Mickey Rooney. This is uh, like a Western comedy made-for-TV movie, I think. <laughs> so, whatever. Might be our first television film. Actually. Yeah, 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 it might be. Yeah. Uh, so, until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.